0: Welcome to the Utah Women in Leadership Podcast. We are continuing our new series of conversations, highlighting each of the 18 critical areas of focus that are part of a bolder way forward. I'm Dr. Susan Matson, the Karen Haidt Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership at Utah State University. And I'm also the founding director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project. And today I'm here with the leaders who are heading up the area, and we call them spokes in the wheel of change of workforce development. First, Robin Scribner, co founder of Tech Moms, and Catherine Thomas, executive director of People Helping People. Welcome to both of you. Thanks, Thanks so much, right. Susan. As an introduction for our listeners, A Boulder Way Forward is a statewide movement that is bringing together businesses, organizations, and individuals who are either already doing related work around girls and women, or they are ready to get engaged and lean into the work. If we are serious about ensuring that Utah girls and women and their families better thrive, we need to create positive change much faster. A Bolder Way Forward leaders are working together to accomplish bold goals in 18 critical areas that require societal change, and one of these is workforce development. Let me jump right into the questions with my two guests today. Robin, thanks so much for joining. Let me first ask, can you provide our listeners with an overview of the Workforce Development Spoke?
1: Yes, Susan. Thanks so much. So one of the things, we have this prevailing story here in the state of Utah that's been here for a long time that Utah women don't work for pay. They don't work outside the home, that they're stay-at-home moms. They prioritize their families, which, of course, we all want to prioritize our families. But the story that Utah women don't work is a false story. Utah women work outside the home for pay at about the same rates as women nationally. But the difference is, because of that story and some cultural and other factors, Utah women are less likely to be working in in really successful careers that are bringing great pay, great opportunities for advancement, you know, really fulfilling careers for women. They are more likely in the state of Utah to be working part time where we're the highest in the nation for part time, which isn't a bad thing in itself, but it means that women are. Less likely to be paid really well, less likely to be in these long-term career type of jobs, and so this this happens again for a lot of different reasons. We've got some cultural factors going on. Uh, women my age, I'm a I'm a Gen Xer, and uh, many millennial women were taught from an early age that we should not work, right? That 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 would not be part of our future. Um, we also have pretty large families. I've got six kids myself, and yeah. so we know that this kind of has put some kinks in the system of women really moving forward with their careers. But as we look at the long-term effects of what of how the economics of changing, how family dynamics are changing, we know that young women today will be working for a lot of their lives for many, many years. And so it's so important for us to support women in their workforce development, their participation, and help them really have great jobs and great careers while also you know prioritizing their families and other things like that. So um, that is the goal of this workforce development spoke. We want to clear pathways and remove barriers for Utah women so that they can find sustainable and significant ways to participate in the workforce and have great jobs and provide for their families. So that's what we're doing here with this workforce development spoke.
0: Thank you so much. And as you said, there are so many different changing dynamics and uh, demographics in the state. And and oftentimes through the years, people say, well, if women want to work, well, that's not a choice for so many families. And many women want to work, right? And careers are important. Catherine, what are the bold goals your spoke will be working towards for 2026 and 2030?
2: So Robin and I have spent a substantial amount of time trying to come up with goals that we feel will be all-encompassing of the challenges that she explained with women here in the state of Utah, and also take into consideration that work looks different for every single one of us, right? So how do we make this feel all-inclusive, but also very broad, so that all of these different areas of work are addressed? So one of the very first goals that we have established is to increase the number and percentage of women that are working in high quality jobs. And that means that we need to identify what those top 20 industries, we're gonna start with 20. We know that there's probably several more, but I think that's a, a, a fair amount to tackle over the coming years. But to identify the top 20 industries that we feel really have the most room for growth with women specifically and to boost their participation. So that's one of our very first goals is to identify those top 20 companies and increase women's participation and opportunities within those industries. The next one talks about, we've kind of broken this into a couple of different categories, but to increase opportunities um, for quality jobs and career success for women who want to work in a non-traditional way. Because again, work looks different for all of us. Whether it's a matter of working part-time, seeking out full-time opportunities, management, leadership, you know, career mindset, just until everything's a little bit different. So we want to increase the opportunities for women in those non-traditional ways. That's going to start by identifying return to work opportunities. So companies that are offering returnship programs, apprenticeship, internship, job shadowing, there's a lot of vocabulary around that right now and to really increase um, the the opportunities uh, when we're identifying those companies that offer those. The other piece of that goal is to research uh, part-time jobs. And I think that's a big missing piece across our country, but when we're focusing here in Utah, because we are the state with the most women working part-time positions. And the reason that many women don't seek out uh, full-time or uh, promotions Um, It's because they're juggling, you know, that balance with family, you know, home life responsibilities. If those part time jobs come with better benefits, then Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to choose between her commitment to the job and her commitment to the company or to her commitment to her to her family. So we want to research that availability of better part time jobs, the companies that are willing to invest in part time employees and, and offer those benefits. So goal number two has two parts to it. The third goal that we have is talking about restorative opportunities. And we're really specific about using that word restorative. Um, I think the the word lapse has some negative connotation that comes with it. And so Robin and I again spent a lot of time going, how do we, how do we twist this word into a more <laughs> positive um, you know, perspective? And so we came up with the word restorative. I so- love
0: it, Catherine. I love <laughs> that word.
2: So we want to increase the restorative opportunities for women, right? The ones that are facing the largest barriers to working successfully. And if that means uh, better resources and connectivity, understanding what support systems are available for these women, how to grow their network. And then also, um, you know, how to get to work successfully with childcare and transportation and skill set and computer knowledge and what have you. So to help increase those restorative opportunities and to help women find these better jobs, keep the job, and then continue to stay continuously employed over the coming years. I love that. And one
0: thing that I want to note to the listeners is there's definitely overlap between your area and a number of other areas. And that's going to be important for everybody to think about. But you are going to be working with those other areas to overlap um, and and collaborate. So Robin, how are you measuring progress? This is a tough one. This is always the trick, right? And we know this so well, Susan, with all the work that you do at the Utah Women and Leadership Project,
1: trying to get the data that we need to understand what's really going on. So we're, we're going to be using a combination of quantitative and qualitative metrics. So for instance, looking at that first goal that Catherine mentioned of identifying these great jobs and, and increasing women's participation in these job sectors and specific careers. We're going to be luckily we have some great data with the Department of Workforce Services is helping us out of what percentage of these jobs are currently held by women. So that's pretty straightforward. We can just gather those data year to year and say yep it used to be 27% of women now it's 29% of these jobs are held by women right. So that's pretty straightforward Um, with some of our other goals it's going to be a little bit trickier um, especially with identifying the part-time quality part-time jobs. This is where we would love the participation. Of people who want to be supporting the work that we're doing here with our workforce development spoke. A lot of this is just going to be through word of mouth, identifying great companies that have these quality part time jobs with benefits, with opportunities for growth that allow that flexibility that so many women are looking for. In terms of of counting the return ships, we're just going to be relying on the the fact that companies are that are creating these types of opportunities will um, let us know. and, And we hope to get to 15. And we actually, I mean, our goal is to have 15 companies doing this by. 2026. I would love for 100 companies to be doing it by 2026. I hope that we far outperform as a state these uh, modest goals that we've set for ourselves and and turn them into much bolder goals. I love that. Um, in terms of the third goal that Catherine mentioned, we are going to be utilizing data that already exists and tracking that we're already doing through our organizations. Catherine works with hundreds of women at People Helping People. I work with hundreds of women at uh, Tech Moms. And so using the data and reporting that we already have will allow us to take kind of a snapshot of what's happening with certain groups of women and then kind of extrapolate out from there and, and make some conclusions about what's going on more broadly in the state. And Susan, I also want to mention the the survey that you're doing that measures uh, women's perception. So so the goals that we've got kind of are focused on uh, the outcomes and, and what what is happening to women in terms of their jobs and their working. But, but these other goals that we have here on our page, increasing the awareness of resources for women to attain a quality job, increase women's confidence in their own employability. We think that those are really important factors well. And of course, you're going to be tracking those with your survey that you're doing every year. So that, that's how we're looking. And, and again, we're going to talk in a minute how, how people can get involved and help us help us gather data. That's going to be okay. really useful to us.
0: Thank you so much. And Catherine, um, we, I know you have initial partners. Now, we want to extend the partners and affiliates and expand that. But who are some of the initial
2: partners? Well, in addition to Rob and I with People Helping People and Tech Moms and, of course, the Utah Women Leadership Project in USU, we are working with Intermountain Health. We have the Celtic Chamber. We have a lot of higher education partners, return to Utah programs, uh, Utah Women in Trades. We've got uh, the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. So there are several partners that have already stepped forward and have started to participate. And many of these, if not all of them, are already listed on our website, if, I, if I'm correct.
0: Thank you. And how can people get involved? Catherine, I'll have you start there.
2: Well, I think first and foremost, this starts on an individual level. And I know, Susan, you hear me talk about that a lot, but I think that it's really important that we look at our immediate spheres of influence, right? What is it that we're doing every single day? Who are the people that we have, uh, that we're we're coming in contact with? What is our position? Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you're volunteering at school, you're a career, you know, CFO, whatever it might be. But we look at our immediate spheres of influence and figure out how we, on an individual level, can lift the people up around us? How can we help them grow their network, become mentors, make those introductions and those professional connections? So that's a huge piece for women. We're really dependent on each other just as social creatures by nature to depend on one another and to learn from each other's example. So that's the first thing. Um, As a workforce development group, Robin and I have set up quarterly uh, webinars that people can jump into and hear about our progress and other ways to get involved. We've established working groups. So with those specific goals that we've talked about, we've broken those into working groups. I think we've got five or six right now that are being led by some amazing individuals in our community to help gather the data and to spread the word. So if you've got a little extra time and you'd like to participate in a working group. The other thing I'll quickly add is with your employer, where are you working right now? What can you do to champion women in the workplace? And if you're in a position of influence or even just by leading with example, can you help push forward some of these things with benefits and understanding the work-life flexibility that's really important and how, how we can champion women in the workplace? So get your employer involved. I love it. Robin, any other thoughts on that? And then any final thoughts as we wrap
1: up? Well, I think Catherine pretty much covered it in terms of ways that people can get involved. But but I just want to w- want everybody who's listening to think about the women in your lives and the ways that they are working. And if there are things that you can do as an individual to help support them. And also, you know, look, look inward and say, are there things that I could be doing? Is there something more that I want out of my career? And are there ways that I can get involved to help that grow? Because as we succeed as women individually and as we move forward, we are helping our companies, our neighborhoods, our communities communities, and and then everybody grows. We're lifting each other as we rise ourselves.
0: Thank you so much. And Catherine, any final thoughts?
2: I think just piggybacking a little bit more off that with Robin, that there's a reason there's 18 spokes. There's a reason there's a lot of moving parts to this, and there's so much overlap, whether it's workforce development or home-life balance. I mean, there's so many moving parts to this that it's going to take to move that needle. And for us as women, to collectively look at this as a must need. We have to make these changes and to quit being competitive with each other and to be complementary so that we can lift this up and to do everything that we can to collaborate.
0: Yeah, the goal of course of the Boulder Way Forward is to create an environment where more girls and women in Utah can thrive and also their families And workforce development is a critical piece of that. So Robin and Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast episode hosted by the Utah Women in Leadership Project at Utah State University in partnership with Utah Public Radio, USU Extension, and the John M. Huntsman School of Business. And thanks to Nick Poreth for his technical support. To learn more and to get involved, visit the website abolderwayforward.org. This movement Requires thousands of us working together to create positive change for Utah's girls and women. And please consider joining us for broader work as well. In addition, learn more about the Utah Women and Leadership Project at utwomen.org. Thank you.